I'm maybe biased, but I think our batch was the best batch ever YC produced. 2014 was a good year. It was the best batch ever. Can I tell you, like Front App, Checker, Quora, uh, Filecoin, UBiome, um, you know, Stacks, uh, uh, you know, now Cognito. Mm-hmm. So I think we had. What like, was in the water? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of Seed Stories. We've got Hasib here, uh, who started Ifani. Uh, excited to talk with you today. Same excited, John. Thanks for having me on the show. Perfect. Um, I always kick it off with how did you get into startups and technology? Take us all the way back. All the way back. Okay, so I was born in Pakistan, and my friends decided to start a company for uh, talk about cars, right? Like basically, like auto trader and sell about cars, but mostly a place for us to. Ch- talk about cars and so I became part of that earlier on and four years later the company got acquired wow. so I guess before we were officially part of startup we <laughs> had an exit um, so and then I moved to Canada um, in 2010 uh, and I bought some bitcoins earlier on the day oh gosh okay <laughs> everyone says that but no one holds on to that right? <laughs> so anyway so, and then we decided why not we start on this company and it was bitcoin atm companies around 2013 and that was formally one thing to start up so you know what happened with the crypto and everything we got lucky there uh got into y combinator and rest is history fantastic um i love talking to early bitcoiners what did you, how was your interaction with the early Satoshi white paper? Like, how did you get introduced to it? And what, I guess, piqued your interest? Frankly, I want to make up, I don't want to make up that I read a white paper and everything. We just got in for money. Right? <laughs> uh, I love was, the honesty. Yeah, there was no other, oh, I was very impressed by this thing. No, actually, I didn't understand the white paper. Uh, you know, um, 99% of people who say they read the white paper, they don't not read the white paper. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I didn't read the right paper. I was just interested because something was becoming uh, very popular and I never put it in stock, but I, this looked pretty interesting. Yeah. So I bought, I think, 100 Bitcoins for like $6,000 or something hmm. uh, to my credit card. And then uh, price went up and, you know, so I sold some of them. Um, I sold a lot on eBay. Yeah. Um, so like PayPal blocked my account and then uh, <laughs> that poof, all the coins were gone and everything. My guess is the early PayPal security team thought like it looked so scammy. So yeah, yeah, there was probably concern on their side. Yeah, I think one of the policies of PayPal was like, you know, people are doing chargebacks and they used to get Bitcoins. Mm. They would get Bitcoin, they'll do chargeback, or oh, this was fraudulent. So I lost my Bitcoins and took it on me, right? Yeah. And then, um, uh, so all those things, and you know, like it was very difficult to uh, stay in cryptocurrency at that time because. Uh, it was only linked to crypto and money laundering, you know, like scams and everything. So like Silk Road. And the, t- and the tools weren't very good. Yeah, yeah. Like we used to, if you have to buy Bitcoins, you have to send money to like Russia or like China or other countries and basically trust an anonymous exchange. Cross your, cross your fingers. That's right. Like, right. You know, and you will not, and they physically had to like send them an image of your scan of this is my driver license. Can you want to buy Bitcoins? Yeah. And it was this is why I sent to you. Pretty sketchy. Yeah. Overall. Well, I want to take a quick, uh, this is off agenda, but uh, you applied to YC in 2014. I mean, we know what it looks like today, right? Yeah. It is 
uh, machine. Yeah. What was it like back then? Uh, frankly, so I didn't know a lot about Y Combinator at the time of applying. I yeah. knew that it was something cool, but I didn't see the impact of that. And when we got into YC, then I realized, okay, it's actually big. Mm. Uh, so I remember uh, Alexis Ohanian actually used one of the machines and he asked me to uh, encourage us to apply. So my co-founder applied, he was Waterloo, so I think we were like, Waterloo graduates and everything. Yeah. That's how we got in. But, um, but once we got in, like, you know, our group partner was Gary Tan and Justin Ken. So, like, you think about it, you got to Alexis and now you're talking to Justin Ken and, group, uh, and Gary Tan as a group partner. That's great. And the company's in a batch. Like, I think, I'm maybe biased, but I think our batch was the best batch ever YC produced. 2014 was a good year. It was the best batch ever. Can I tell you, like, Front App, Checker, Quora, uh, Filecoin, UBiome, um, you know, Stacks, uh, uh, you know, now Cognito. Mm-hmm. So I think we had... What like, was in the water? <laughs> uh, I think uh, <clears throat> I think the biggest success was probably um, Checker and yeah. Front App. Uh, yeah. But Blockstack, Filecoin, they are like all like $10 billion plus companies. And uh, like I look, I think there was a one YC publisher list of like top companies by valuation. Yeah. I think we had like 15% of the companies made it there. That's fantastic. That's yeah. really great. What led you to wanting to build Ifani? Uh, so Ifani was actually not from Ifani, it was a different company name. And the reason um, Ifani was built was because I got SIM swap. So what we do, we protect cell phone security. Yeah. Uh, like right now, if someone wants to hack your phone, it's like $100, $200 business. Uh, someone can go to walk AT&T or Verizon or any company and say, oh, I'm John, can you give me your telephone number and they'll transfer the number to the to the criminal and they will use that to get into your account. So that's what happened to me four times. Wow. And I was sick and tired of it, to be honest. Um, like I had no other options. So I started the company. I know it's a cliche to say, well, I had a problem. Solve your, own, solve your own problem. Yeah, but I didn't start the company to, uh, and the proof of that is we didn't actually incorporate it till we were like almost a million dollar ARR. <laughs> so it was one of the- Spoken like a true second time founder. Yeah, so we actually <laughs> said, okay, we don't need this thing, right? And yeah. let's see part of market fit. And then I look at the number and say, okay, man, now it's time to get, get a, a proper C corporate and like, you know, do proper stuff. And Give me a time frame now. What year? So, so, you, so, so hold on, you, you were hacked. Uh, uh, around 2019. 2019. Like almost four times in two years. Jeez. Right. And I moved to US. I drove from Toronto. Yeah. So I in 2019, I said, okay, man, I'm pretty much done with everything. I yeah. just want to chill. So I went, went to Pakistan for six months and I pretty much left everything. Yeah. And I said, okay, man, then the SIM hacking issue was happening. So I said, okay, man, let's try, want to go to the US for some time. So I literally went to uh, Toronto, picked up everything and put everything in a U-Haul, put on the back of my car and let's drive to US and see where I want to stay in the US. Yeah. So I want to move to San Francisco. Yep. And uh, in, the, in the meanwhile, my friend says, why don't you stay here for a few days? And I stayed in Sacramento and I loved the place and I lived there for, that's where I am right now. And around, I think I moved in August and September, I said, let me solve this problem. So I started working on this problem. So we started onboarding customers around March 2009, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right as the pandemic hit. Pandemic hit in like March around. Boom. Boom. So we start, uh, you know, getting some customer. I think we had like a ten thousand dollar ARR at that time, mm. and uh, within a year, I probably we do like hundred x without marketing. Give me the um, elevator pitch for the company. So uh, we are Verizon for rich people. 
It's got Verizon, Verizon for rich people. I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So what you do is basically uh, right now, if you want your call logged, you yeah. can go on Darkman, pay someone a few hundred dollars, and they'll give you a call log. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want your location to be known. Uh, someone can someone location. You can get that known too. Mm. Uh, you want someone's SIM to be taken over. You actually just pay someone, and they will transfer the SIM cards to you. Mm. So this is the biggest pain problem that customers have. That's a major problem that people have. And once they have control of your SIM card, they actually can get into uh, accounts which you have. And basically, financially drain you, uh, morally and basically emotionally, and sorry, also financially, they can take over all your money. Hmm. It happens to thousands of people per day. Wow, this is a big problem, and it's interesting with technology. You obviously there's so much of the world has opened up to exciting types of communication, and 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 there's a lot of positive, but the negative is really is really bad. Like our telephone number is our identity now, right now. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. If you walk into a bank physically and you don't have your digital identities, uh, or you lost your identity card, like you know, uh, your telephone becomes your identity. Yep. And if you have like imagine there's an earthquake or hypothetical some some random uh, thing happening, right? If we have to run one thing, we'll run with our cell phone. Right. The cell phone is our identity, and it's so easy to hack into someone's phone. Right. Uh, and every day, like you know. Happens. Yeah, my my father, uh, when he passed away, he left all of his passwords on a piece of paper that were like chicken scratch because he's a doctor and I couldn't understand all of them. Mm-hmm. But he had a cell phone, and for all the two factor authentication, it would yeah. go to his cell phone. Yeah, and yeah. it was like if it wasn't for that, I yeah. mean, I don't know what we would have done. Yeah. So so I'm right there with you. How did you um, bootstrap the company? What did the initial sort of version of the product look like? So I think original product. Version was same for eighteen months almost, and yep. we actually tried to add some complications in the last two three months. Mm. Uh, but then we decided let's go back to our roots, right? Which works pretty good. Uh, we sell only one product for one price to everyone. Yeah. So there's one thing we do <laughs> for one type of customer for one price. We buy like twenty licenses, one license the same cost. It's ninety nine dollar per month. Mm-hmm. We give you unlimited database calls across US. Did you? Self-fund the company to start, or how? Yeah, so we yeah. Self- I started. I had some money, um, yeah. not a lot, like you know. Uh, and then <laughs> well, you bought Bitcoin in two thousand and. But I, mean, I wish if I so I did. So when I came, I wasn't. I didn't have a lot of money, right? Yeah. Uh, like barely made it. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't say make a story. I came with a dollar. No, I didn't came with a dollar, but <laughs> I, you know, I had some money, but it wasn't to pay maybe six months of living expenses and everything. Yeah. Um, but what happened was that. Yeah, uh, I was able. So, uh, so I'll give you an example. Our first round was sixty thousand dollars, seed round, mm. which wasn't too long ago. Like maybe like two years ago. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars was even less at that time. Oh yeah. because uh, I didn't realize that number one, is it a big company? Yeah. Or because my intention was not to start a company. Right. Um, I was just testing out like things. So we did like I when I look at oh it's like twenty million dollar pre-seed round. I said I don't know why we started with sixty thousand dollars. Right. And till we got to million dollar ARR, we never raised another round. Hmm. We are profitable and come keeping the company lean and everything. And still like you know we are growing. We're still uh, kind of profitable in a way that we can turn profitable in time. Lose money on per customer basis. We only invest in 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 growth that we get it back within five six months. So, Interesting. So this may we may not even raise another round of funding. So I'm getting very strong second time founder energy in this conversation, which is like one of the big questions I had was, 
What have you intentionally tried to do differently this time with the company versus previous startups? I think the only thing that I, uh, so first of all, I said uh, the company was built for myself. Uh, it was, I was like selfish to build something that I wanted to solve. Mm-hmm. So I didn't intend to have a startup. So I was solo founder and uh, people who join employees and keep companies who they just become a founding team. Uh, I just gave them an option to either higher salaries or higher equity. You know, and also I was very clear that this is the path I want to take. One thing that we did was that um, I gave autonomy to a lot of employees and I told them, hey guys, uh, exit of a billion dollar versus a hundred million dollar, a lot of times not, not a lot of difference for employees. But you may um, end up with almost the same amount of money. One have a very high chances of what second one may not have access to chances. So you're given the probability expectations so, of those outcomes. So I said, okay, you yeah. know, what, what, what do you want? Then want to focus on that or even an IPO, whatever it is. I'm not in fond of like hustle fond and everything. Like, you know, basically you want to, okay, I work 18 hours a day and all that. Enjoy your life, build a startup. And uh, uh, so that's why we didn't take money from VCs. I'm glad you said that actually. It's really important for people to hear that who listen. Um, that you're not a fan of the hustle porn and you know startups really are a marathon I mean and you cannot sprint a marathon unless you are a you know an Olympic marathoner and that's a very elite bunch of people for the vast majority of marathoners you need to train for a long time you need to be prepared you need to keep a very steady pace for a long period of time so it's, it's interesting to hear you say that um, having done this you know multiple times before yeah like I was thinking was like frankly like first not every company need to be a billion dollar you can still make a half a billion dollar company or a million dollar company even a ten million dollar exit for a founder is a massive 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 win you can basically be financially independent for the rest of your life like even for a few million dollars you know unless you don't have to apply charter like you know regularly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like no. you know, like regularly, like you know, if you think about it, like you know, three or four, five hundred dollars. So building a company from zero to five hundred dollars exit is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. If we are aiming for much higher, like you know, we probably will go IPO. That's our goal. A public, because I want to ring the bell this time after selling two companies. <laughs> this you time know. you take it all the way. Yeah, but at the same time, um, you know, team was pretty much that. This is how the team company will be run. Uh, so we run lean and we keep uh, profits and we also grow, but at the same time, not grow at every cost. Got it. Very cool. How do you measure early traction at Ifani? I think the early traction is like, so churn rate, right? Two churn rate that I'm very proud of, clients and employees. We have almost zero churn rate in both. Hardened consumer. Yes, so we have- I Very hardened hard consumer. We had 0.2% churn rate in two years or something. Like almost negligible. That's that's fascinating. What Why do you think that is? Do you think it has to do with, because it's such a personal, uh, um, Service? Well, no one wakes up in the morning and says, I want to go back to unsecure cell phone service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, average life of a, uh, average life of a, so there are two things. So number one, we don't offer early contract. And monthly contracts are better because people don't keep buying. So if you have an early contract for renewal, they'll say, okay, and my contract will get renewed on this day. You need to think about. What are my options outside of What are my options? But if it's monthly, you can, have, you can do any time. So you feel free. You feel free. And yeah. let people feel like, you know, why do you, them in a contract so that's one thing uh, second thing is customer service really good so I think 95% of my clients uh, have my personal cell phone number Wow and they still call me and text me every time that's great and they probably know my my family <laughs> directly yeah. right yeah uh, and I'm pretty open to interact. our our team entire team uh, talks to our clients as 
for something. So I think it's also about like a lot of our team too, the team that got together. And that if that team is happy and content and has a good setup, they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna do a very good job for the customer. Correct. Like right. no, like we don't uh, have a commission structure as in oh you have to have this sales target. No, yeah. we don't have a sales target. Yeah. Like like you know there's a rough target, but they know oh you will get fired if you don't hit this target. Yeah. Like, oh man, like you know what happened? Life happens, right? Yeah. Like take it easy and you know like let's do. So what, let's let, let's triage the problem. What happened? Yeah. Let's look at it together. Let's see if we can fix it and learn and learn from it. And every person in Gilmore and works. Okay, you know you have to help the client. That doesn't mean that we are the right fit for them. So you have to disqualify them on why we are not the right fit. I say this is this is really cool to hear because you're you're hearing what that initial atomic network of users looks like and the care and concern that a second time founder has for um, that early cohort of customers. So much so that they have your personal phone number. Early hackers or builders, first time founders think that they can build and then just like set it and forget it. But you have to talk to the customers. You have to be you know, um, having constant conversations with them and asking them about how it's working and then triage their problems as they come up. What was the biggest initial speed bump that you faced in building this business? I think the biggest speed bump was raising your first round of funding because mm -hmm. we had an LAC. So now you have to convert to C-Corp and C-Corp comes with expectation. And whenever you raise money from someone, now you have another set of person who you have to respond to. And with our case, what we did was we raised money from a client. So uh, we went to our clients and we said, we are raising money, do you want to? And it's very uncomfortable showing your books to your clients, telling you what you do, how much of your margin. Like you are basically a product of this company. You say, oh, oh, so this guy make this much money. Off me, right? yeah. So, oh, like it was very uncomfortable. And to show that and hey, how am I tracking? Because some people will say you're bigger, some people. Now we are obviously, it's a totally different ballgame right now. Because there's validation and there's there's names that that are recognizable. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. good. Like, you know, 90% of business come from enterprises now, but we don't focus on it. Like, not focus, like, you know, we still end users, but like, you no, know, we are more enterprise players right now. But consumer comes in. Uh, but it's a different, different ballgame because, like, you know, our revenue numbers are growing. We grow like 5 to 7% probably per month without organically. So we don't have to push the limits for things. Um, so that was the biggest thing for us to raise money because once you raise money, then the expectation changes because now it's not you anymore. That's that's a great segue. So let's talk a little bit about how you thought about raising capital because you were a little bit hesitant, right? Of setting those expectations. What did you do first? You came up with your list of investors first. You put together a deck. What was your process? So I put together a deck and one thing I did was I actually uh, set up a Zoom call with all the clients and I said, come on, I'm raising money. Like almost like a investor call for everybody to join. Everyone, for okay. only clients. Okay. And I said, okay, I'm raising money. Uh, this is our company and I want you guys, if you are interested. So I think we ended up finding like 40% of the clients who attended the call. Wow. Um, and I think 25, 30% of them invested. I've always, I've actually, I'm actually really interested in this concept because I, I think it's, um, it's almost like another step um, next to a demo day yes. is like scheduling recurring investor calls yes. where people can join and if they want to participate, they can. Yes. Saves your time. Yes. It might also save the investor time if there's a Q&A at the end that answers some of the questions that they yes. might have had. 
Um, how did you structure that call? Was it an hour-long call? Was it, it was almost an hour-long yeah. call. And, yeah. uh, uh, some people stayed further than two, and I, I put a data, data room together. A data room in, in, in advance of the call or for afterwards? After the call. Okay, got right. it. I think put some material in, so I said, this is what I'm gonna talk about. This yep. is revenue, if you're interested, uh, feel free to, to do that. So what did you include? You included your deck? You included bios of people. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a regular deck, right? Yeah. Our deck was pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, maybe like maybe ten slides, but very simple things. Yeah. Uh, nothing fancy. Uh, maybe uh, uh, fancy is actually uh, <laughs> maybe more on ugly side, <laughs> right? Uh, when I go back and look at my seed deck, from yeah. I'm just like so. Oh. Not enough, right? And uh, so I we put together a deck and we showed this is what we want to do. And, and yeah. the most part, the interesting part was that. Uh, once we start doing um, the raise, yeah. uh, the number was pretty simple. I was very dead on, like, you know, this is what we want to raise, and uh, this is what we do, and this is why we're raising money from you guys. What was your target for the raise, total of dollars? 2.5. 2.5. And what was the end result? Uh, we subscribed completely. Fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome to hear, and I also love the a community round. This is actually something that, and I'll plug uh, my friend Nick from WeFunder, who's yeah. who's done this. Um, he a previous company we did through WeFunder too. They had fantastic yeah. service, yeah. and I've highly recommended to to founders. Hundred percent, I agree with you. Community rounds um, is a is even even Mercury, who yeah, I'm an investor yeah. in. They did right. a they t t uh, took five million dollars yeah. of their. Series B, which was one point six billion dollar yeah. valuation, and yeah, they yeah. put it for customers. Yeah, yeah. It's a great way for you to create a deeper relationship with your yeah, customers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, congrats on the amazing round. Um, what lies ahead? What's the? I always like to ask founders, what's the twelve month plan, and what's the ten year plan? I think the twelve month plan is like the last two months. Like you know, we did a lot of things, which were basically uh, distracting from our core mission. You know, like you get into money, and then you start. Realizing, okay, you know, we need to do this thing, we need to do this thing. So I think uh, for us, like, you know, we started growing, we launched a new product and that product took off. You know, so we said, okay, man, this product is distracting to our core product. Right. And even though how awesome this product is, mm. um, you know, we need to separate the product out. Right. So like, you know, have a new spin-off. So that's one thing that we probably do. And having a different brand name and everything. Mm. Because we want to dilute our main product. It's right. Working pretty good. Enterprise will stay our focus, and uh, you know we um, we just stay core to our mission, secure customer service, and team. We probably will keep lean as we are. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of other options like debt capital. We'll look into debt capital, like you know, because our recurring revenue is pretty strong. Our books are pretty strong. You can finance it. Yeah. The only thing we have to figure out is that okay, what's our CAC, which we don't know right now, because mm. because everything is organic. Yeah. So our CAC is technically virtual right now. Yeah, so how do you turn the levers of growth on with some spending? You'll have right. to do some testing. Yeah, so we wanna see what our CAC and- What's your do. hunch? Do you have a hunch about like what's the right channels to use? So I think influencers work really well for us. Like, yeah. You know, because 90% of clients are um, basically- um, Becoming wealthy or, or like- Yeah, like crypto yeah. is a big thing for yeah. us. So like should we run on that thing? Um, and now, uh, newsletter may be one thing that may work well for us. Yeah. Um, ten year vision. Uh, ten year vision. I think um, we want to be a. Uh, I want to have companies that people say, "Oh, who's building a funny for domain names?" 
Mm. Who is defining for router? Who is defining for cards? Mm. Basically, Ifani should be as uh, secure. Yeah. We have only simple mission. Number one, customer client is not a product, mm. which means that you should not be sold. Yeah. Um, and second is security. Top-notch security, concierge service, right? Like people will call in, oh, one, two for this, three for this, five for this. No, you call in directly, connect to someone, he helps you out and he solves your problem. That sounds like a really amazing offering and great way to end. Where can people go to sign up for Afani? Uh, two options, efani.com. Yeah, pretty simple. Um, Afani, they can type in Google. Sec- type secure cell phone service. We are like number one, number two in Google. So <laughs> that's a good job. Yeah. So that's keep that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without SEO team. We didn't have an SEO team. Yeah. Uh, now we have, but the team's really good on us and they are doing everything. But ultimately, that's what we do. And again, for everyone, we are not for everyone. You know, we focus to, and if you call us in, um, there's a 99% chance we'll say we're not the right fit for you. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks for coming on the show, Hasib, and uh, good luck. The future's bright. Thank you. Absolutely. The future's always bright.